All right. Welcome to the Rise Up with the Machoyas podcast. My name is Jonah Mitchell. I'm Hannah Montoya. And together we are the Machoyas. And welcome to the show. We're super happy to have you. And this on this show, we want to really help you rise up to your potential, make health and fitness way more easier to understand and really make it fit into your life and not make you or help you stop fitting into uh, this tiny little box that most people think they have to uh, in order to lose weight, live a happy, healthier lifestyle. And uh, and yeah, so thanks for tuning in. I have no idea what episode number this is. Um, I'm really excited for this one because, you know, I feel like we always have a good episode when uh, I, I throw out the topic and there's already a when little bit disagree. of, well, we start disagreeing <laughs> from the get go. And I was like, I need to hurry up and press record before uh, too much of this is gone. But before I get started, I always want to say, how are you doing, babes? I'm great. How are you? I'm always great when I get to talk to you. Oh, Jonah oh. got me crumble cookies today because I was having a bit of a rough start to the day and that was real sweet. Yeah, <laughs> sweet, literally and figuratively. Really, just really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and honestly, because of the just because of how she was feeling, it's kind of inspired uh, inspired me to talk about uh, today's topic, which is like I said, uh, going to be some interesting banter back and forth. Um, so before I get started, uh, we would greatly appreciate if you uh, if you learned something from the show, if you gave you a new perspective, if you if you enjoyed it, if you laughed at it. It's something that we, if you think we're kind of funny here and there, or we're kind of weird, uh, please share it with somebody. Uh, Let us know on social media. Um, and, and if you're not already part of our Facebook group, please come find us uh, at the Total Mind Body Transformation or follow us on Instagram at the Machoyas. Is there anything else you want to plug in there, babes? Nope. Let's get started then. Um, and today's episode, I have no idea what this episode is going to be called, but I wanted to talk about non-negotiables um in a couple different perspectives and so let's start with the one that we use a lot for our clients when people go on a diet they think everything that they can no longer have right they immediately cut out everything cut out sugar they cut out carbs they cut out fast food and it's just like oh I have this long list of foods i can't have and a lot of the times the foods they actually like go in that list and then you wonder why it's really hard to stay consistent, stay committed when you're just constantly telling yourself what you can and can't have. So something that we want to encourage to understand the person is like, what is your favorite food that you want to incorporate in your diet? Because most people think they have to cut out all the foods that are unhealthy from their diet, right? Yeah, and just eat like salad and chicken, rice and broccoli for every meal. Most people and chicken. I, OK, don't get me wrong. I love chicken, rice and broccoli. It's simple. It's easy. But if you like, I actually get bored with it. (laughs) So many people get bored with it. And I actually had a client. um, She's starting to practice meal prepping. And um, because of that, she's like, well, obviously, chicken, rice and broccoli is the the, the go to meal prep meal. And then like half the weekend, she's like, I really hate this food. (laughs) Uh, Just like three days into the week. And she already had a full week meal prep. And she was like kind of resentful for it. It's like, well, I know I should be eating this, but I just don't want to. And that's another aspect of like, okay, why would you make food that you don't want to eat? And we talked about this on another episode. Uh, I can't remember which one, but it's like meal prepping is supposed to be something cooking food that yes, is nutritious and you, but it tastes good. Yeah. I always like, before I meal prep, the first question I ask myself is not what should I be eating? What vegetable It's like, what am I craving? What am I in the mood for? Yeah. Yeah. If you can do that, if you're craving the food, you look forward to it. So those days of 
uh, convenience. It's actually a meal that you want to eat. And then boom, you're right on track. Stop making foods that you feel like you have to. I'm a simple person. I'm going to go with the chicken, rice, and broccoli route just because I like that, right? And Hannah loves making uh, different things, taste different ways. And I'm just like, hey, I'm all for it. But if I was in charge of meal prepping, that shit would not be good, <laughs> uh, at least for her. Be, I'd be content, right? But so understanding that there is so there's only one way to lose weight. That does not mean there's this, everyone has to follow the same rules and stipulations. If we can understand your non-negotiable what, that you don't want to give up, right? Barring you're allergic to it and you just haven't, like, like say you're, you, <laughs> you're allergic to shellfish, but your favorite food is crab legs. Like, okay, that's like something we need to talk about. <laughs> and you can't have that in your diet if you want to just be healthy. Um, but like, like spaghetti is, is one of my favorite foods. Um, and it's always my non-negotiable on my diet. Um, and sugar is like, is, is my, is my kryptonite if you want me to do anything yeah if you want me to do anything just give me sugar and i'll do it but those are two things that i will always and whenever i'm on a diet it'd be um, in a calorie deficit i'm going to work that into my diet to make sure that i don't ever feel too restricted i don't ever want to um uh go the other way once i get the attachment to or the that like uh, uh like when you're a kid and your parents tell you don't touch it and you're just constantly like but i want to touch it and then you touch it and you just go off the rails right what are your non-negotiables I was actually thinking about this. I don't, I think, I don't know if I have a set, like I have to have this, but I enjoy the freedom of having a beer when I feel like it. Like, I think beer is kind of mine on a good, like if I, if you told me like, Hey, for the next year in order to get in shape, you can't have any beer. I would probably be hyper-focused on that and like, just be craving. I'd be like, Oh, fuck this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want beer. Yeah. Okay. So that's a non-negotiable, yeah. right? It's not a, it's not a beer at night type yeah. thing. It's, it's not like I need it at any point, but if I'm like, like we went on a hike yesterday and we were out with friends and I was like, you know, what? just a nice cold beer after a long hike. That sounds so good. You know, it's always the, the, the meal and beer after a hike are always so refreshing. Yeah. So, and yeah, like you said, the freedom to have that in your diet, right? Yeah, I guess, you know, this is kind of weird, but I guess my non-negotiable is freedom of choice. Like at any point, it is like my, it's a like a priority to be able to have whatever I want, whenever I want. So tell me about that. What did you have to go through to get to the point where that became a non-negotiable for you? So much I had to go through. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like I was... I was the same to vic to a victim, not not a victim, but I I did diet culture too. Like I tell people, I have been very health conscious for a very young age because we had a lot of heart disease in my family, and um, and so I I started like dieting. I did a low carb diet starting in like my sophomore year of high school. So like I've been dieting for a long portion of my life before I realized that, you know the psychology of it all, of like what you can't have versus what you can have. Like I remember going out to dinners with my family and or like telling myself like, okay, only look at the salad section, ignore the rest. The rest isn't there. And, and then just sitting there and eating it and like seeing all the really good meals around me. And I'm just like, I hate my life. But, um, and so now that I kind of focus more on healing my relationship with food and not being so all or nothing and not thinking this is good. This is bad. This is what I can't have. This is what I can't have. 
I think going through that, that mindset process, now I'm in a spot where I can have anything that I want. Most of the time I want healthy, like quote unquote, healthy option. Most of the time, like I make meals that I feel like having, but I make sure that I include my protein and my vegetables. And it's more so a lifestyle than, than any sort of diet. And so to get to this point now, I did have to go through like what restriction feels like. And I've did not like what restriction felt like because I would never make it past maybe two weeks on a diet or um, trying to just eat more, move, uh, yeah, eat less, move more, eat more, move less. <laughs> I tried that too. <laughs> I feel like that's the uh, that's the uh, response a lot of the, the the anti diet and fitness industry has been. It's like just eat more, move less, and it's just like the completely perpetuating the opposite problem. But that's another topic. But anyway, going back to what you were saying. Um, so yeah, I mean. I've tried it all. I find that when you really address your mindset and your relationship with food and you have the education and the awareness around nutrition, which most people don't, once you have that, that awareness and knowledge in your corner, like you, you get to control food, food doesn't control you, you know? And there's something you said, uh, um, where, you know, like I have the freedom of choice. I, I love that freedom. I've been through the, the aspect of restriction and, and, and knowing how uncomfortable that was. And then you were like, well, now most of my meals have my protein, have my vegetables, and I still have the freedom to incorporate beer, right? You also defined other non-negotiables within your, your lifestyle that mm-hmm. allow you the freedom to have that choice. Yeah, that's fair. Right? Yeah. Right? And that's kind of where I wanted to go with the second aspect of of non-negotiables, uh, of when it goes into there's certain, there's certain aspects of weight loss that you cannot ignore. Right. Or, or any, it doesn't necessarily even have to be health, uh, weight loss. It could just be improving your health and not losing weight. Like that's a option for some people. Right. Um, perfectly amazing option. Just like focus on your health. Exactly. Right. Not everything about like, again, uh, technical people, but oh well, yeah, obesity, overweight leads to a lot of things. Yes. But not everyone has to lose weight to be healthier, right? So when we're thinking about these other non-negotiables, like Hannah, you talked about how you've been able to incorporate the freedom of choice of what you get to eat by building building meals, meal prepping meals that you enjoy, that you eat most of the time. That gives you the freedom of choice to go off of your quote unquote diet, incorporate beer or, or like for me, date night. Date night is another one of my non-negotiables. Uh, like, uh, like whether, whether it be on Wednesday or Friday or whenever we choose to have our date night, I don't give a damn about what I eat on that day because that's my non-negotiable. But the rest of the time, I'm eating foods that make me feel best. Right. Because it took me time to build up the awareness, the understanding around nutrition. Right. We have a rule like if we have when we're we're building our meal preps, like it's built around protein and then the vegetable and then whatever we can turn it into. Right. If it's going to be a burger, it's that's our protein. We're going to make sure there's a vegetable with it and then we're going to put it into a burger. Right. Or if we do like if we want a chicken dish and we're like, let's take a burrito bowl out of it or I don't know, fish tacos or anything like that, right? It's very easy to make <laughs> tacos and burrito bowl meal preps. <laughs> um, but overall, like when it comes to any health goal, be it longevity, be it weight loss, there are certain other non-negotiables that you need to understand that go into that process. And ultimately, like this is something that we learned today of understanding like uh, on, on growing a business or I'm sorry, building our business, but that it really correlates to to overall health and wellness in general is like 
Is there a non-negotiable list you have, your bare minimum list that has to get done on a regular basis for you to feel like you're moving in the right direction? Right. Yeah. So that makes more sense. So when we were discussing this topic before we were recording, <laughs> Jonah was like, what, let's talk about our non-negotiables. And I'm like, okay, like sugar and beer and stuff. And he's like, yeah, but not just that, like also <laughs> non-negotiables of like, like walking and stuff like stuff. And I'm like, wait, like that sounds confusing. Like it's non-negotiable <laughs> to have beer and also non-negotiable to get steps in. Like, <laughs> But that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. So I, again, that's my own communicational error, uh, trying to talk to my wife when my brain goes faster than my mouth can. Um, and like in my head, it makes sense. Like what the hell is wrong with you? Um, <laughs> so loving. Yeah, I am very loving. Thank you. You, you got a, you got a crumble cookie today. You're welcome. I popped your glasses. No, just leave my glasses out of this. I wonder how it's going to go when I go to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so there's a there's these non-negotiables that like we we work on when we're working with clients. We have to understand there's there's a home we have to build for ourselves that it becomes our non-negotiable list that is not always about do this and I will lose weight, right? And uh, I heard it from our own coach this morning. Is like stop being so transactional. Stop doing something with the immediate result of whatever you're expecting to do. Right. And I just I heard that and it clicked immediately with me. It was like, this is what most of our clients go through. Most people go through when they're trying to be a little bit healthier, lose a little bit of weight. They're like, well, I started walking 10,000 steps a day. Like, where's my weight loss at? I started drinking the water. I started working out every day. Where's my weight loss? And like if we always operate out of this high expectation of every decision we make is supposed to lead to automatic weight loss, like without accounting for however long you haven't been paying attention to your health and fitness, right? Like say it's been 10 years since the last time uh, you really tried, right? Or you've been on and off for the last 10 years and nothing has really stuck. Like 10 years you have to account for that we're trying to rewire and rebuild to establish your list of non-negotiables. So like at bare minimum, you get four to five things done on a day-to-day basis. And it's not like I wouldn't say bare minimum, maybe like three things. Okay, that's fair. You know? That's fair. Bare minimum, Everything three things. That, I like what our coach said too. Like bare minimum, you have to complete these three things every week. Everything else that's accomplished after that is just a bonus. Yeah. And then, and that's like, we do things in three phases, right? We we have the rewire, rebuild and refeed phase. And in that first phase, it's establishing what are your, what are your bare minimum things that you can get done that can become part of your life? Right. And I, and then in that scenario, I do agree with the term non-negotiable because that's a deal you're making with yourself saying no matter what, like rain or shine, whatever's going on, I will complete these three things. Other people I, I've heard call it your anchors. Ooh, that's a good one. Too. Yeah. Um, where it's just like non-negotiable. I cannot make an excuse not to do this. Mm-hmm. It has to be done. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's huge. And you know, a lot of people, <laughs> this is the very beginning of when I first started coaching and doing it uh, in our own business. I, uh, I used to ask people like, okay, how many days can you commit to exercise? And a lot of the times they say five to seven, thinking that more is going to help them lose weight faster, right? Without when, when they show up, they're not even exercising. Yeah. I've gone zero to hundred. Yeah. Seriously. Like they don't have the, the, the home that they can fall back on. They don't have the realistic, uh, the realistic boundaries, the realistic 
um, expectations for themselves to just go one to three times a week, right? Say, and this is why so many people fall because they don't establish these, these non-negotiables, these anchors that no matter what, two to three times a week is consistent for me, I can get that done, right? And they have this like six to seven days a week. It's like, okay, what happens when your kids go back to, or are, are in summer break, right? What, it, what happens if there's a death in the family? What happens if, if you're just overwhelmed from everything going on? Do you think you're really going to go, six, go to the gym six to seven times a week? No, but if we can establish the home of like one to three to two to three times a week, and no matter what it is, that's my emotional, that's my, that's my home for my exercise. Great. Let's start realistic before we get to idealistic, right? And if we can establish realistic and prove that to ourselves, then we remove the transactional aspect and we just continue to show up regardless of what, what it looks like in our lifestyle. What, what, what's the weather like outside, you know, like we live in Colorado. So if we if we made the commitment to go to the gym seven days a week, I mean, when there's a there's a foot and a half of snow on the ground, I hate going to the gym. I hate getting there, but I'll still find time if it's if it's my non negotiable is three times a week, right? Three times a week, I'll I'll endure the snow. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, like when you are sitting down and figuring out well, what should my non negotiables be? Because it will be different for everyone depending on your goals and where you're at. So say that you come in with a goal of maybe just feeling better. Like maybe you just have really crappy energy and you just want to begin to feel better. So maybe some of your non-negotiables is like, number one, prioritize sleep. And so maybe it doesn't even have to be every single night, but non-negotiable, at least on the weekdays, non-negotiable, I have to go to bed at this time and, and really try to get some more sleep to get some more energy. Right. And maybe the second non-negotiable is water, like non-negotiable, at least Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to hit my goal or whatever, or even just starting with that once a week, Mm -hmm. um, and saying, you know, once this day, this week, I am going to focus on hitting my, my sleep, my water and steps. Yeah. Like 4,000 steps. Yeah. Like very, Mm -hmm. and people want to just get moving. Yeah. Just get, just start moving. Right. Um, I love that you brought that up because you even listed like dates, right? Because if we can get specific, as specific as we can, I, I, I like to just say like, hey, two to three times a week is your exercise day. I don't care what days are on. But if that helps you say Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are my days, that's your non-negotiable. Which right? means too, that means when you're even like having a really stressful week and like the bare minimum you can do is your three anchors or your three non-negotiables. You are going to really, you're still going to get progress and see results, you know? Yeah, no, that is the, that's the really the key I want to really send home with this podcast is if you can, if you can remember that if you only get three things done, your three things, be it whatever your steps, your water, your sleep, your exercise, you can pick from a plethora of things, Right. As soon as as long as you can get those three to five things as you progress, right? As you get more consistent over over time, everything else you do on top of that is a bonus. And honestly, to make it even more simple, because it's perfectly fine to simplify even more. Like if you have a really, really just out of control schedule or something, if you can commit to one thing, that's what we tell people. If like on a particular situation, a particular week, a particular like 
stressful period of your life, if there is one thing that you can do for your body and for your health that is non-negotiable, whether you're on like vacation or um, it's just like you're experiencing a lot of trauma or stress, what is one thing you can do for you? Whether that's, it could, the one thing could just be water. Mm -hmm. The one thing could just be going on one walk a day, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's super, it's super crazy when it's super underestimated, right? We, we think about how much we physical exertion we can do like in the gym when we don't really think about how impactful walking can be mm-hmm. just not only for exercise just for our own mental state our psychological state of just like disconnecting from everything for a second or listening to a book or a podcast or a youtube video whatever the hell it is and just like being with yourself for like five ten minutes mm-hmm. that's it yeah right it does not have to be all or nothing no and, oh my goodness and i was like i have so many stories i think i'm gonna start with the all or nothing aspect of this right because most a lot of people and i work with like a lot of all or nothing thinkers they're like well you know like i i have to be perfect because if i'm not perfect i'm not going to do anything and like that's a really fucking unfair opinion about yourself and the the drive to be perfect is only making you make more mistakes. Like how does that make any sense? You know, and it, it's, it makes sense when you're in it. Right. Because there's, there's, it doesn't seem that like, I only see results when I'm perfect. Cause then I lose control on the oh, weekends. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's okay. Because there's no understanding of like, where's your house? Your house is chaotic, right? Your house is either everything's neat together or it's destroyed. Like the Tasmanian devil just ran, ran, went rampant. Right. And that, no one wants to live in the house. And most people don't understand like building the lifestyle that, that, that will yield the results you want with your health and fitness. Um, it's, it's literally about building a house and whatever house you build, you have to live in it. Right. And this is like when you started low carb and many people go the low carb route. It's like, if you lose weight, if you be, if you feel healthier, losing uh uh, cutting out carbs in your diet that's great but if you don't plan on staying that way you're probably not going to keep the results right and so you build a house without carbs with on keto or low carb and it's like well this is great but now i really want french fries and then you go the french fries you introduce carbs and a lot of the water weight comes back you're like well what the hell happened we blame ourselves saying Mm -hmm. i just lack discipline no it's not and it's not that it's not the fact that you like this but you lack understanding you didn't build your emotional anchors your bare minimums that no matter what you're gonna get your steps in no matter what you're gonna get your water in right doesn't matter like everyone has an opinion about like do this diet and do this exercise to lose weight but if you can just say like like I think it'll help if, if I can tell you mine, my, my non-negotiables that maintain my health and fitness goals. Right. And you can share yours if you, if you have them. Um, my, like I said earlier, I go to the gym three times a week, right? That's my, that's my weightlifting. Weightlifting is my per- preferred method of exercise. And, and it's not because he feels like he has to do it in order to, you know, hit his goals, but you actually enjoy it. Yeah. Like it's a stress relief for you. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, you love going. Exactly, right? I, I pick something that I like doing. So no matter what, I'm going to keep showing up for it, right? And then I have, I will always drink at least 70 ounces of water because I have a, a half a gallon jug, right? So I usually drink about one and a half of those. Ideally, I want to drink about a gallon, but at least I'll drink one and a half of my, my gallon jugs. Um, then I will always get a bare minimum of 7,000 steps on a regular basis, Um Oh, it's a hawk outside. Nice. Um, <laughs> and I will always have a protein and at least one color in every meal, right? It sounds like a lot, 
but like I worked, uh, I worked really hard to establish those and make them a part of me. So I don't think about them anymore. Right. It's just like, I use this analogy in our Facebook group the other day. It's like, watch a, watch a baby learn to walk. They don't just get up and start running around the house. They learn how to stand up by using objects around them. And then once they gain enough confidence to stand, then they're going to start taking steps. They're going to fall, but they're now they're trying to get the strength, the balance to start walking on their own. And they'll take their first step and they'll still fall. They'll get back up. They'll take a step. It's just practice, right? So you're standing up using the couch may just be your steps for a little bit, little while. But until you have that as a part of your life, like work on it, keep falling, keep like our coach, she, this, this episode is very inspired by her today, but she said there, like she teaches, there's no, there's no wins and losses. There are wins and lessons, right? If you're not where you want to go, if you don't have your emotional anchors or your, your, your non-negotiables yet, that's okay. You're still learning and you may not have been aware of them. You know, we can go into the science of why each are important, but just like pick one or two that you're not doing and then focus on that. And I just completely skip back. What are your, what are your, uh, what are your non-negotiables with your health and fitness? Uh, well, so mine, one of mine is not exercise surprisingly, because I don't fully, I don't always love it the way Jonah does. And, you know, I, I still enjoy it. Like when I do go, like I will stand firm that I've never regretted a workout, but for when it comes down to my bare bones, like just non-negotiables. And if I get a workout in or three, that's just bonuses and cherries on top. So mine is steps. And so that's like, I set a goal to do 10,000 steps. So even if I don't go get a workout, which, you know, I've had to work up to 10,000 and even there's some days where I don't hit that. And, um, and so that's me is like getting my step count, getting moving. We have a pretty energetic husky who demands two walks a day so that's kind of her non-negotiables that blend into mine <laughs> so it works out um and then other non-negotiable is i think just cooking like i i if i don't meal prep and if i don't have food at the house i always just end up eating out and eating kind of like crappy so it's always non-negotiable that I meal prep once a week so that I am prepared for the week to have the healthy, delicious meals that I want. And I don't really thought about my third. I guess sleep has always been important to me. I love sleep. <laughs> yeah. It only took me months to get you to buy blackout curtains. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have the, the, the blinds on your windows that like the little panel blinds. And so they still let in a lot of light and I didn't realize how much that was disrupting my sleep until we had the blackout curtains. I was like, God, I sleep so much better. I have so much more energy now. No, I don't listen to the guy who understands sleep better than anyone that she knows. That's fine. It's okay. Anyone I know. Yeah. Anyone. Okay. That's a lot. We know a lot of coaches. Anyone in her immediate vicinity. How about that? Anyone in my apartment. I guess you know more than me in blue. Oh, that's fine. That's good. Oh. But yeah, so I mean, it's okay. It's not like there's a lot of this that you don't think about, right? And that's that's a good place to be because it takes time, right? And when you're thinking about understanding how to establish and build your home that you actually want to live in and one that's not fueled by restriction and hatred and something that actually makes you feel better, right? Then you start being more consistent. Then you find motivation easier. And then you know how to show up regardless and remove the transaction aspect of it of like, well, I did my steps. Where's my weight loss? It's like, as long as you keep showing up and continue to hit your non-negotiables, like 
build you, consistency with that build consistency with your non-negotiables first then you can get strategic about your calorie amount then you can understand like which direction you need to go to help fuel you towards your goals but if you're not first establishing consistency and building your emotional home and your in your emotional anchors to your health and fitness you are going to keep spinning your wheels you are not going to be able to have the choice the 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 freedom of choice for your diet and your exercise. You're going to always feel like you have to be restrictive and you're always looking for more information. It's like bare minimum, if I could just walk and sleep better and, and drink my water, that's it. That's all I care about right now until those are consistent. Then you can stack and build more. You can start building the walls to your house. Then you can build the ceiling that's actually the door to, to make your de your deficit a lot easier. That's what we really help establish. So here's, here's the five things I talked about on last episode. But if you don't know, what kind of non-negotiables you want to start? Focus on your stress and your sleep, daily activity, like we talked about your, your steps, your water intake, your exercise in a way that you enjoy, and adding foods into your diet that digest well, or limiting foods that, that don't digest well, right? You don't have to completely cut them out, but pay attention, like which foods don't sit well in your stomach and either limit them or, or replace them with colorful, protein-rich foods that will help you feel better. And until you get, like, don't have to start with all five, like most people, like <laughs> we, were, we were just talking to, to one of our clients and she has a lot on her plate. So we said, hey, what's one thing you can do? And hers was, I can work on my stress. And it was journaling. So that's her whole homework. That was her coaching call yeah. was cut everything out and just journal. <laughs> and we always like to tell people, ask yourself this question on a scale of one to 10, how likely do you think it is going to be for you to do this every single day? Like, does it seem very, like, so easy to do this? I could do this in my sleep every single day. That's going to be on the 10 or one is I don't see myself doing this maybe even one day. That's, that's kind of the spectrum. So on a scale of one to 10, how likely is it that you can do this every single day this week? And we want it to be every single day because it builds that consistency. And so ask yourself that question. And if it's anything less than maybe even eight. an eight. Yeah eight or nine, if it's anything less than that, then pick something easier. Yeah. And that's all about moving the goalposts, mm -hmm. right? That's not bad. Even if, even if it feels like every day is too heavy, like two to three days, is it realistic for me? Like on a scale of one to 10, can I get this done two to three days this week? And that's a 10. Great. Move the goalpost and get that promise, build that foundation and build and establish that consistency. I don't know. Okay. Even if it's like, drink water. Okay. Okay. I think, days. I think like, I think that applies to exercise. Yeah. Yeah. But like, how about someone who's never journaled before? Well then, you know, if the answer is less than eight, that they can do this every day, let's do something a lot easier. Mm. You know, I, I, I just think, I guess there's multiple avenues. You can go, you can pick a completely different activity, or if you think journaling is beneficial, like, okay, start small, like journal once a day instead of like every day. Right. Cause again, Committing to every day for depending on the thing, right? Depending on the, the activity you choose, it can feel very heavy. But if we if you can do that three to four times a week and that's realistic for you, I mean that's most of the week, right? So that, that could be. Or like Hannah said, like if that's just like if you cannot do it every single day, like I like like water, you can you can get at least 40 ounces of water every single day, right? That's a simple one. That's an easier barrier of entry because then you will build up confidence in yourself that you can keep promises yeah. to yourself. So, yeah. So I, I think it's, it's, it's just, both. it's, it's both mm -hmm. like just depends on the person. depends on what you're trying to do. 
Exactly. Yeah. And that's all. I, f- I feel like people hate asking me questions on the internet because I don't give anyone blanket statements. I always say it depends on you, the situation, but here's the general guidelines that I work on and pick where you want to start. If you want help, then you can ask specific questions, but it's, it's, it's super, it's super frustrating. That's not just one size fits all because everyone's going to be different. Water may feel very daunting to somebody. Mm-hmm. So Especially you have to go to the bathroom every five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, people, I get so many, I get so much pushback from water. It's like, water's boring. It's like, yeah, well, if you're used to drinking soda and juice and Gatorade, <laughs> <laughs> if you're used to drinking very stimulating drinks all the time, yeah, water's boring, but we are 70% water. Oh my God. Well, you it, could still get water in like your green tea. And yeah. I made some lemonade. Like I, I, I get that, but it's soda and juice and, and Gatorades that people have a hard time yeah, giving up. That doesn't count as water. I, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But anywho, um, I think that's it. Is there anything else you want to add? Nope. Yeah. So we would love to hear if you guys join our Facebook group, just post in what do you think are your non-negotiables? And to summarize, non-negotiables means two things. So one is what do I not want to have to give up in order to lose weight? Whether like what's really important to you food wise, socially wise that I will hate my life if I have to give this up. Um, And then the second non-negotiable part of it is like, what do I have to complete a minimum of one to three things and then building up to five that I can do on a regular basis with ease. And those are my activities that make me feel better Mm -hmm. that will ultimately lead to whatever my health and fitness goal is without necessarily always being so transactional, like do this to lose weight, right? Remove the expectation and just be, just learn to expect or expect to be consistent. If you can do that, literally you're you're gonna you're gonna be better than 99 of people oh yeah um awesome and um who's your favorite host <laughs> i'm gonna mom put a, dad. I'm a mom or dad <laughs> one. You're, you're moving on with the other you'll never see the other one again no i don't i don't want to do that that's that's funny <laughs> we're getting a divorce yeah <laughs> Sorry, guys. Pick which one you want to live with. Um, sorry. sorry. I couldn't... I'll get you a dog if you come to my oh, side. Oh, my goodness. All right. <laughs> I think that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Again, if you found this helpful, if you learned something, please share it with somebody. Tag us in, uh, tag us in it if you share it on, on your social media. Um, we love to hear from you. Um, and, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. See you next week. Peace. Bye.